vocabulary? No, 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 no. You're my fine. Dad, my dad, you know, he says the same thing. It's Your like, dad tells you that you have a bad vocabulary? Like, you're such a fucking idiot. And I'm just like... Jesus, I'm, we're going to talk about that today, too. I'm, I'm, I'm dad here. I know you're being funny. No, I'm not! I'm being serious! Alrighty. Double dose. Jake V Weekly. Pre-recording. Joe, can you go kill that yeah, record? <laughs> so we don't get flagged. I don't know if you can hear it. We had a lovely Father John Misty live at Third Man Records in the background as we were getting set up. But you know, we were. Uh, I was driving around playing Pokemon Go this morning and was going over my show prep for today and really felt ready to go. So we we're trying to jump on. Um, again, that's original intro music. I was about to plug, my impulse for some reason was to plug the intro music, be like, yeah, that's uh, brought to you by, oh, guess what, us. So. Is your audio coming in a little hot? No, 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 it's good. It's good. I got it all, I got it all dialed over in the, uh, the ATEM here. Let's just take a peek. Let's just take a peek at some of our, uh, Check a doodle. No, yeah, we're we're good. I was playing with this probably. I should probably give that a little give that a little. Woo. Okay, so my God, Joe, how are you? We we hardly we've hardly talked. I wanted to go in hot because I haven't talked to I haven't talked much today. I'm doing okay. My sleep apnea machine fell off last night. I'm a little groggy, uh, but I'm I'm pulling through. I had some lion's choice. To kind of break me out. I really You're like turning into me. You need to... Well, I didn't even know you had sleep apnea. I didn't know it was contagious. I must have given it to you. Yeah. And then you're eating Lion's Choice by yourself, like a psycho killer. Okay, look. The location near me is one of the most quaint, clean... You're going inside? Oh, I'm going inside. Oh, I love this. A, they don't have a drive through but it's just as clean, and the clientele, they're all just these adult people with shirts on. And they're like, what does that mean? They're like, don't talk to me, and I'm like, thank you, and that's the. That's so you go like. in, and a bunch of clothed adults just don't talk to each other. Yeah, like that's how. That I does like, sound nice. Yeah, it's kind of like being at a like a strip club or something. You know, it's just like, you know, you're just sitting there, just let me, so I do my thing. You know what I mean? Like with the other patrons, you mean? You're not acknowledging? Yeah. Oh, hey, buddy, we're both at the. In this case, the Lion's Choice, or right. like you were saying, the the um, uh, adult entertainment establishment. Right. You know, whether that's a movie theater or a dance, uh, uh, I almost said farm, dance factory. Dance farm. Dance farm. Actually, if we opened a club and called it Dance Farm, <laughs> yeah. I'd go to that at least once. Yeah. Dance Farm? Yeah. Well, the musical? <laughs> uh, whew, it's been a crazy week. So, I mean, crazy, crazy week. Anyone that's in my industry in education knows that, uh, you know, schools that, that week before... Thanksgiving, that's that's uh, its own challenge, and uh, we made it. We made it. We made it. Um, that's all. You know, that's all. That's all that happened. Uh, really, 
how about you? Joe, did you have classes this week? You're off the whole week. No, I did a class. I did a project due on Monday. Yeah. And then I've got, I've got project due this Monday. And I mean, I've got, they give us work. I think they're trying to speed up this semester. So. Yeah, they probably want to put the kibosh on that. Yeah. If they could just email you a final and peace out, girly. Yes, honey. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. <clears throat> I've been saying that. Oh, my wife's been doing our budget, and she told me I have a $40 a week Coke habit. Diet Coke. $160 a month on Diet Coke, apparently. She got me a really cute Christmas ornament that's sparkly. It's a sparkly, like, can of Diet Coke. You know what I mean? It's, it's not a full-size can, but it's small, like a Christmas ornament size that would be appropriate for a Christmas tree. It's the only thing that would, like, be more trashy if it was the original size. That's what I asked originally <laughs> when she told me what it was, because I got too excited to wait to open it. Yeah. Um... And uh, I was like, oh, is it like full size? She says, no, it's like, you know, maybe a third of the size. Um, but then I was remind, reminded that uh, my poor sweet cousin Amy, God rest her, people in that family, in that part of my family, seem to uh, have this habit of burying uh, their loved ones with, like, consumable items that they enjoyed throughout their life. Apparently, this isn't common. Have you seen this? What? Am I... So, like, okay, for example, I'm looking at my Diet Coke ornament that my wife got me, and I love it. But then I'm thinking of my poor, sweet cousin Amy when I was at her funeral. You know, it was an open um, uh, visitation, and uh, there was a can of Diet Coke in her casket with her body. You know, it probably exploded because of the pressure underground. I don't think that's how that works. The boxes are made out of wood. And I'm not, I'm certainly not trying to make fun of anybody here. I'm just thinking about, um, no, oh, no, 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 no. It's because it's kind of silly. No, it's kind of silly, right? It's kind of crazy. Well, here's the thing. I was thinking about that, and I told my wife about that, and my wife didn't know that people really did that. And I said, it happened at her grandfather's funeral also. My great-grandfather, Sylvester, God rest him, uh, in his casket were like raisinettes. Like somebody got him a gift card. Like he was like, a gift card. it was super Egyptian. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm thinking, but I'm thinking that there's some, maybe one person in that family that does it because like, for example, my, my lovely, sweet, dear aunt Pat, um, you know, that's, that's my common relative with all of these people that I'm, that I'm thinking about. I go to these funerals and they have, um, diet Coke and raisinettes in their, in their casket with them. I'm thinking maybe it could be one person. I'm not saying it's her, but I'm saying they have a common link. So it could be just this part of my family that does that. My cat is trying to kill me right now. You better get out of here, honey. He jumped up and put his claws in my gut meat like he was going to climb me like a cat tower, and I can't have it. He loves when we're talking. He wants to come visit. He just loves the sound. He wants to be a part of it. But good God, he's, I, you know, they weren't declawed because, you know, we're, he, we're a humane... Christian. We're a humane rescue home. Oh, God. I was thinking about this the other day. I had to tell you this story. I almost fucking died in an O'Charlie's when I was a kid. Like, uh, middle. I want to say middle school. It was when I had braces, I think. The old O'Charlie's I almost died death story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I almost, because my grandfather couldn't. Here's the thing. My grandfather, it was just me and him, and he couldn't hear me choking. Set us up. He couldn't, so I'm sitting at an O'Charlie's. He's pretty deaf from working in car plants, and I had, like, an orthodontist appointment or something, which is why it was just me and him. Usually it would never be just me and him, be me and him and my brother, or me and him and my grandmother and my brother, but it was just me and him, and he can't hear. Um, and 
I fucking take down this fat wad of buffalo chicken meat off this sandwich. Like, too big of a bite. I'm known to do this. I eat too fast. I get way too excited. And, uh, and I just go after it. And it, like, plugs my throat. I got a wad of breast meat just plugging my throat. And I'm going... And I'm looking at him. I'm looking at this deaf motherfucker in this O'Charlie's. And I'm thinking, oh my fucking God, I'm going to die here at 12 or 13 because this guy can't hear. Because he wandered around car plants for 35 years. It'd be funny if at 13 you were like mad at him for it. Well, I didn't want to get mad because he didn't know. Because here's what happened is I just, I ended up just being able to swallow it. It wasn't comfortable, but I was able to get it down. And that's the, the real journey there it was, you know, again, a bite that I had been chewed. I was not trying to, to woof it, but it was just, you know, be, shout out to O'Charlie's beautiful whole breast meat. Mm. You know what I mean? That they use in that buffalo chicken sandwich. I don't even know if that location is still open. We used to go there a lot. They used to have that cheddar potato soup and the hot rolls with it. Like, I'm thinking right after 9-11, that era. Oh, Charlie's in my mind is the kind of The aughts, they call it. 2000 to like 2000. The eight or whatever that's what they call that decade now it's so dumb i but i was i was thinking the you what? wouldn't know. they call it the aughts hold on my brother's calling me hey bug you're live on air on jacob v weekly oh i don't this isn't appropriate i just my i forgot to turn my phone on silent because i didn't want to lose the magic so i just oh. Fine. Whenever you're done recording, give me a call back, okay? Okay. Are you okay? Everything's fine. Just gonna talk to you about something. What is it? What is it related to? <laughs> bum, bum, bum. That tone was so... Motherfucker. <laughs> it was just... <laughs> it was like, oh, shit. That was so How come hot dog water is gross, but broth isn't? That's a Midwest question for you. Is it really? I'm just thinking, like, how... I mean, that's isn't that what broth is? It's just, like, deep hot dog water. You just you boil a carcass until it's murky, and then you put that in soup. Who was using... Somebody uses hot dog water for something. I can't remember. They better not. They better fucking not. Oh, I can't remember. Don't let me hear about it. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. Maybe it's, like, a, it's a Midwest remedy for something. <clears throat> like what? Rickets? Uh, I don't know. I feel like that's something that, like, my... Hot dog made. water for rickets. I feel like that's something, like, my Midwest grandmother would tell <coughs> me while, you know, chugging a bush slide. Like, we need... You need hot dog water! You know, that's something that you would do, like, smoking a cigarette in the pond. You need hot dog. Put some hot dog water on it, maybe a little lemon juice <laughs> under his eyeball. Yeah, right. <laughs> God, I was talking to a, a, I'll just say an associate. Uh, who has COVID right now, we think. We were on a Zoom call, and she was from home, and, you know, she's having all her groceries delivered and, you know, everything, but really the only person she sees is her boyfriend. She's, like, maybe in her 40s, maybe 50s, but she's on that um, bioidentical hormone replacement therapy. Do you remember this? I shouldn't be laughing that. Do you know this? No, 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 it's a good thing. It's, like, a proactive, you know, It's a. It's, she loves it, but it fucking, it makes... And I hate to I hate to even say this because I but I hear this trend on other podcasts too. It makes old ladies really fucking horny. Oh. The bioidentical hormone replacement therapy it makes it like it 
I mean, it probably is good. It re-establishes re your hormones as they're intended to be or something. Bio-identical. Um, hormone replacement therapy. Hormone they put, like, two big pellets under your skin and your ass, and you're good to go for, like, a year. Under your skin. Oh, yeah, dude. They Yeah, they put these slow-release pellets under you. I'm telling you, you got to look this up. It's crazy. But anyway, I've noticed that older couples love it, and I think it's because they bone it out. I think it's because they're boning. Are they... Uh, what? So, oh, the reason that's related, she only would have gotten it from her boyfriend, who is, I'm assuming, a gentleman of her age. Uh, and uh, that's the only person she really ever sees, other than her son, who's in high school, that lives with her, but they don't necessarily, you know, meet face-to-face -face as often. And uh, she was saying he got it from a buddy. It was just him and his buddy in the woods on a fishing trip for, like, four days. Turns out his buddy had it the whole time, and nobody knew. And so now she has it, and she was, you know, nice enough to still uh, meet with me um, remotely uh, for the, the business we were doing, doing a little business. Getting some hormone therapy? No, it was unrelated to the hormone therapy, but that's just the connection I made in my head. You got your Twitch set up now, Jake? Twitch? Yeah, hold on, I paused it, because we're pre-recording. Your brother. Okay. Jesus Christ. No, I wasn't live. No, I wasn't live. I was just recording. No, get it. Get away. Yeah, I, I heard you. I'm listening. Is she at work? Okay. No, you're fine, baby. Yeah. Love you too. back in brief interruption my goodness Joe how are you over there they wouldn't have known you could have just thrown it back in yeah we may still okay we may still because I mean it's two separate video files at this point we could glue them together at any point glue yeah them. yeah Oh, God, I've been jotting down headlines all week. All kinds of stuff that uh, I thought we may want to talk about related to some of our previous conversations. Did you see um, there, there was a militia that planned to kidnap public officials and execute them on TV? Like the, the Michigan... Apparently there's a, a, a series of plots, like the one to kidnap Claire McCaskill that was debunked, or not debunked, but um, uh, foiled... And a couple other like that, where there were groups of self-called militias that wanted to kidnap these these uh, officials. And these are the things that were kind of foiled by the, the intelligence agencies and the police and whatnot. 
Um, and then, but apparently the, it's come out that the plan was, for some of them at least, to execute these public officials on live TV like the fucking Joker. So that's great that that's happening. Um, that's part of the part of the conversation that we haven't talked about that I notice online is, you know, when you have this kind of um, division politically that, you know, that's part of the conversation that comes up is, you know, would would people take up arms to defend certain decisions or, or elections in this case or, or whatever? You would think I'd learn to put my phone on vibrate. But, uh, like we've talked about, I think the, the military is still very much with the establishment, and so I don't think any of that stuff is uh, as viable as it may sound on the internet, but that's horrifying. It's horrifying. That's really happening. People are setting plans in motion and getting arrested for planning to uh, detain, kidnap, and execute public officials. So I had to get that, um, you know, off my plate. In better news, Starbucks... Baristas are getting 10 and 11% pay bumps based on uh, time with the company. That is fantastic. That's a way to lead by example. I see a lot of people that seem happy to work there. The people at my location over here are very uh, enthusiastic and polite, and I'm Facebook friends with some of them coincidentally, and they don't complain about work on Facebook. So they, that must be the truth, right? Yeah. They need to do that with Smoothie King. What about it? You know, some of these people, they got all these high schoolers working there. And, uh, you know, I'm not saying high schoolers shouldn't work there. I'm just saying, you know, when you when you lower... I think it's great for a place to have high schoolers... I think it's great to have a place where high schoolers can work and work with their friends. But I feel like, you know, some of the uh, productivity at this, at some of these establishments uh, are kind of um, waning. Well, right now with COVID too, um, any anybody that pays too low, I mean, if people are going to be able to net unemployment that's greater than what they're typically making there, which I'm not saying is good or bad, it makes some sense right now, um, that uh, why am I going to go work the night shift at a 24-hour McDonald's? You know what I mean? Yeah. If, unless I'm making something that's going to be competitive uh, therein. Um, However, the, the night shift at the Creefcore location, the 24-hour McDonald's, always kind, always excited to see you. Don't do that. Who are you talking to? I'm, what did I tell you about addressing my audience? All right. Joking. talking to you. Joking. <laughs> I know. Just I just don't want to dox your address. <laughs> I don't want people to show up. I don't want you our one. You should have said joking. You should just I don't, want our one, <laughs> I don't want our one Russian listener to show up at your house. <laughs> Not that Russians would do that. Just I noticed on Podbean that we have a, somebody listening that at least their VPN says they're in Russia. So that's that pretty. That is weird. So shout out to uh, your code. VPN and <laughs> the Russian zip code hosting that signal on your behalf. Um, this cat is desperate. The Starbucks thing got me thinking that like the economy is kind of like. The environment and energy and a lot of these things that we used to be able to worry about because we didn't have more immediate issues. But, like, we're not even a hundred years out from World War II, and that was really when the blossoming of, like, our, quote, great American economy, as they call it, took place. And you looked at all the growth at the time and to the people at the time designing what became the framework of our modern economy. You don't see a plan for how to transition as things progress. You don't see a plan for... Um, uh, tapering off dependency on 
certain resources as supply changes, for example. You know what I'm saying? Sounds like some Yang Gang shit to me. What? Don't you even. <laughs> um, but you would think they would plan for that. You would think they would plan for, okay, so in 100 years when we start to run out of X, how do we transition to something more sustainable? Eventually people are going to ask that uh, the people running their society do a better job of this, right? Eventually people are going to ask that Kim Kardashian's million dollar birthday island getaway and literal children starving to death don't need to exist in the same place, right? And it seems so crazy that we're still fighting about uh, coal and we're still fighting about um, oil, the peak oil and uh, because there's such an overproduction right now because they're, they they opened the floodgates. Oh, it's so inexpensive, so it feels like it's not going to go anywhere. Joe, do you not like oil? I mean, I just think it's funny that, you know, all they need to do to distract you from those issues is, is just virtue signal something else. So, like, you know... <laughs> yeah, yeah, right now it's COVID. Right now it's... Uh, <laughs> No, the you know the the island thing. It's like, hey, what about the island? And all they need to go, all that Kim Kardashian needs to do is look at that bathroom. Look at that bathroom over there. It doesn't. Hello. Gender on it. I'm turning <laughs> forty. Look at the bathroom. Look at the bathroom. And the people are like, yeah. Did you see that bathroom? You know. And then boom, it's over. Like <laughs> the and whole I, conversation is deterred. I keep doing this thing. Like my buddy Zach explained to me that like Arizona teas stay at ninety nine cents per can because they're constantly improving their margins on the vessel being the aluminum can. You know what I'm talking about? The big Arizona twenty four ounce teas. I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh, a bargain at any price. Uh, it's like Jack and Box tacos. We're two for a dollar for like thirty fucking years. Eventually, they're just gonna throw them at you. Yeah. No now, <laughs> now I think they're finally like two for one fifty because enough assholes like me would come and just get like forty tacos. But their relationship, their overhead on that taco was not stagnant that whole time. You gotta prepare. I gotta be prepared for this kind of research, Jake. This is intense. I mean, I know you had it in the file. Uh, I mean, but like Jack, Jack in the Box's relationship with the overhead of that taco. He was always working on how to operate that operation for that taco, even if it was a loss leader, even if a 45-cent taco got you in the door for a $3 fountain soda, because the margin on that must be crazy, and those sodas aren't even that good. We've talked about soda on this show before. We have a hierarchy of places we like to get soda, and then you can get food from wherever you want. I don't understand the rule that you have to buy the drinks from the same place you get the soda. I mean the food. Yeah, and you're really defying that norm. You're really that. Have you had a, a Diet Coke from Jack in the Box or fucking Hardee's lately? I have. They're flat. My God. Wendy's? Oh. I love the food at Wendy's. Great. And sometimes their Diet Coke is fine. But it's never... Electric. It's never what it's supposed to be. It's certainly never worth $3. It's more ice than... I can't even... Don't even get me going. What did you have at Lion's Choice today, Joe? I was about to bring up Lion's Choice. I love Lion's Choice. Because the crushed the, ice, like the rabbit, and the, the rabbit food ice. I don't like the rabbit food ice. It deflates. Oh my god, I love. It. I want it on me. Oh my, you know, you know where they have that the crushed ice is good. The, yeah, it, Lion's Choice. Did you get a styrofoam cup? No, I went plastic. They don't have the styrofoam. That's probably good. So you got a plastic, big plastic cup? Yeah, I, I well, I mean, it was it was an adult, you know, Lion's Choice. You know, they're very conscious. You know, they have no styrofoam. You know, it used to be styrofoam. 
They're toasting all the buns there. Um, did you get a medium soda? Is that what you're telling me? I got a large. Oh, thank God. I went large. I like their new emblem. This this this. This line kind of reminds me of you, actually. Oh, the new clear cups. I'm going to bring it to you so you can show them. Yeah, bring it up here. And can you... Can you go ahead. <laughs> and can you bring me one of those waters out that fridge while you're over there? We're talking about Lion's Choice. They did get new cups. Um, I don't remember if there's a transitional, opaque Lion's Choice plastic cup. I know it's, uh, it's clear with a sort of a translucent red... Thank you for this. Here's a little lion's... Here we go for the people. Not a sponsor. Not a sponsor yet. That looks so much like you. Welcoming it. Welcoming lion energy. I want it back. I get the king beef and face. cheddar. You know, though, the cheddar... I understand the argument against the cheddar if you have one. I understand... I like the Provel. I, I love Provel. Anytime I have the option to have Provel... I'm they like, have Provel there? You mean Provolone? No, Provel... They have Provel at Lion's yeah, Choice? fucking Provel. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's right. Oh my, it melts over. It's like a sauce. I've, I've, oh. The cheddar is like a sauce. Right. But then I mean, this is, you know, you know, Provel. Provel has that texture that just, it's like, you know, it's like, it's like everything mayo should be, but as a cheese. And it's great flavor, not mayonnaise flavored, but it's like a sauce. You got, you got sugar water on my pedalboard. That's not sugar water. <laughs> it's just water. That is such a dead air. Good, good chocolate shakes at Jack in the Box. Have you had the JB chocolate shake? I've had an Oreo shake from Jack You gotta get just a straight up old school chocolate shake at Jack in the Box. Do yourself a favor. It's a sleeper hit. It's a fan favorite. God, I was, you know, we have some exciting guests coming up. We have guests for the first time coming in. What? Hopefully this week we're going to talk to a really good friend of mine that a lot of people are going to be excited to hear from. I'm not going to announce any names until I have commitments and dates. But uh, we're also going to meet with a good attorney friend of ours in a couple weeks to talk something about um, some election law and just some perspective for kind of normal people like us on kind of uh, if there's any issues still there or kind of um, a good friend of ours who's who's has close professional experience to that kind of field uh also some local talent uh, another local content kind of dude that uh, i've invited i was really thinking joe we need to book beetle bob beetle bob Oof. i'm a huge fan who is he beetle bob um are you serious we definitely would have to book him remotely. That's part of why I'm not announcing who's coming on yet uh, in the next 30 days because we have some technical things we want to figure out because I'm not just bringing strangers up in my home and my sanctuary. Does this say MILF the Rapper? Listen. Um, <laughs> that's a sneak peek. Okay. <laughs> uh, Beetle Bob is kind of like a local celebrity, I guess you could say. He's really like kind of a questionable dude who shows up at live shows and will dance and he has like a beetle haircut and he dresses like old school like beetles like the dark suit and the the big haircut or whatever but he also kind of like fucking causes some riffraff on occasion he's known to he's also known to have like one of the area's largest group texts that he will add you to if he gets your number and then you'll have to block every number that ever replies to that group chat <laughs> 
that is happening currently to a, a friend of mine. Dude, he wakes up, dude. I, I got it'll be about me. whatever. It'll be like shows. It'll be about, oh, check out. I was on KSDK this morning. You can see me in the window. <laughs> We'd have to book him remotely. I totally yeah. understand why podcasters have studios outside of their homes. I think I do know this. But, like, guy. what if we fucking doxed him? What if we, like, called him out? Because he's, like, known for, like, all the theft. And, like, if we just pulled him, like, for, like, walking out on bar tabs and stealing merch from bands and stealing all kinds of things, apparently. Like, what if we just told him we just wanted to interview him? And then he came in and we, like, hey, Bob, welcome. Listen, uh. Where's my Mac Mini from 2017? What the actual fuck, Bob? <laughs> like, if it was, like, to catch a predator, if we were, like, Bob, have a seat. We got you a nice little ankle bracelet, Bob. If you struggle, Joe is going to shoot you in the head. <laughs> it would be funny. It would be like, uh, what is it? The um, the cop show. Uh, it's uh, the Los Angeles cop. Yeah, he has the short shorts on all the time. No, that's Reno. Reno. Reno 911, yeah. which is outside of Las Vegas. Well, and they have the guy who's <laughs> always in like roller skates or something. Terry. This has been Terry. It's yeah. like Terry. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like, he, he kind of does Kind of like a, a, a criminal that's not really self-aware. Right. Yeah, that's true. That's a good way to describe Beetle Bob. Yeah. <sighs> and he does so much, and he's such a local hit that people don't really care. Like ah, Local hit. I mean, Beetle locally, Bob. well, no. You know, a local hit for me, I grew up with Baton Bob. <laughs> there was a guy we called Baton Bob that would stand in front of um, Barnes Hospital on Kings Highway in very lovely outfits and twirl a baton and do like a whole routine and it was just up and down king's highway in the middle of traffic dancing and expressing himself he moved to atlanta and then i thought he moved back and got married on the grounds of the arch or whatever but i heard he moved away because people kept like beating him up which is just terrible but he would be so much better of an interview i think than beetle bob beetle bob would we couldn't have beetle bob in here there's too many small things there's too many look i got this like little adapter this would be gone Forget about this. Are you on your phone? No. <sighs> Are you looking up Beetle Bob? <laughs> Maybe. <sighs> yeah, I, I. The only guy that I, I that can come to mind is Crazy Mike, who wanders up and down the loop. He's got all the piercings, like everyone. You yeah, can yeah, 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 yeah. Like, and he dances in front of the windows. Yeah, and yeah. he kind of screams at you. He's, he's always yelling. He's kind of yelling. He's loud. A little loud. Yeah. yeah. He'll get kicked out of a place, but then he'll be back in there in like 30 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to talk about mental health. Trigger warning. Trigger warning. I, I warned Joe that I had some stuff prepared that I really thought was important to talk about that's going to be kind of deep. Is that okay with you, Joe? You need the sound effect of the trigger warning. It's just shotgun. I got this thing. I got... Well, that's exciting. You need, like, sirens. Like, boo! Trigger warning! <laughs> Yikes. Uh, this is gonna sound fucked up. Here we go. Yeah, I used to be afraid that my dad was going to kill me. Oh, we're going there. Yeah. There. Have there. I told you this? Well, no, but I'm, I guess I can bring up some fetishes or something. To... No, 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 it's not like that. Oh. No, not like that. Some of my clearest memories from elementary school was looking out the classroom door into the hallway, which was because the classroom doors were always open, because that was the cool thing at the time, I guess. And it, for some reason, I would imagine my dad walking into view and shooting me with one of his expensive shotguns he hunts geese with. 
and I would look around the room and think about where where I would hide if that happened if he showed up. If, and that's what I thought about when we started doing those uh, intruder drills in schools when we were kids, and we started doing lockdown drills. I was like, oh, what if it's my dad? What if he's going to shoot me? And this was also um, tons of background uh, on this. But I would look around the room. I remember doing this in like fifth grade, looking around the room, thinking, okay, where am I going to shield myself behind this MDF table? Like, would this be good enough? Is there a place I can hide? Is there a place that I could uh, like crawl out, like maybe through the drop ceiling? And when I was a teenager, maybe 13, uh, he told me it would be not good if I turned out to be a, quote, pole smoker is what he called it. And he, uh, he said he had guns that weren't registered, that had never been fired, and would be completely untraceable. This would have been vaguely 2004, 2005. Peak W. Bush, who I remember watching on TV saying, marriage is going to stay between a man and a woman. That's it. He said that? On TV, yeah. That's amazing. Absolutely. This was, I mean, 2004, <laughs> 2005. I'm 13. Oh. In a very awkward, casual conversation, my dad says, yeah, that would not be good. That would not be good if you turned out to be... Uh, a pole smoker. A pole smoker. And then oh. he said, you know, I have, you know, I've got a lot of guns. I got, it's Missouri. Like I was telling you when, when you showed up today. It's like, you don't necessarily have to have a gun like registered or announced. There's a record of it, of a bill of sale, but that's the minimum in Missouri. And so he was explaining uh, at the time. You're uh, out the Russian listener. Am I telling that, oh, am I telling too many secrets? Anyway. Yeah, wouldn't it be great if the FBI, like, started following us around because we told people, like, you can just have guns in Missouri. Especially if you don't have that. a criminal record. Oh, yeah, it's crazy. It's wild out here. It's wild out here. But, um, so my dad says that to me. Around the same time, I'm trying to figure out my identity. My mom has been suffering my whole childhood because I was such a weird little kid. She was just worried about the environment I was going to be in. And it's like, am I going to be in a place that allows me to be whatever kind of weird I want to be? But then, you she know. She started with the gun guy? Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. This is a great point. And Mom! It, it's so complicated. But, um, so, and then Bush is saying that on TV. And then later in California, they legalized gay marriage just in California, but then Prop 8 took it away, like the same week of the Grammys or some shit. I remember it was all over TV. I was well into my teaching career, an educated, certificated adult. I was in a summer session serving on a district-wide assessment committee when I got the notification from CNN on my phone that the Supreme Court miraculously ended the same-sex marriage debate. It was miraculously over, and people could just... Um, uh, get married like you know like humane like real people and right now you're a gay pole smoking whore yeah 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 and there's a target on my back um and the it's so it's weird for some people to hear me talk about this because i'm i'm married to a woman a biological female and you know we're both pretty gender queer we're not necessarily she's not super feminine and i'm not super masculine but we're madly in love and compatible and we're friends. And she's the hardcore tatted up bitch I've always dreamed of. And I tell her that all the time. Mm. And we have a really perfect life together that we've grown like together as a unit and developed this lifestyle that we really enjoy. And I have no regrets about that at all. I wouldn't trade my wife for anybody. So I don't want to, I don't want to represent it in a way that it's, it's like that. But I just have these memories from my journey and I know I'd be different. I know I'd be different if our society was farther along when, it needed to be, for me at least. I'd be a different person if we hadn't spent so much time being afraid of letting people be themselves. I'd be different, maybe even happier, if my dad hadn't literally threatened to premeditate and conceal murdering me if I ended up being gay. But I've never, this isn't fair. This is not fair to him. Wait a minute. This isn't fair to him at all, because I've never told him any of this. Wait I, a he, minute. He probably doesn't remember saying it. 
coal smoking, you mean second dick? Yeah, that's, that was his implication. I thought, I thought we were talking about weed. No, oh, I'm sorry. And my dad makes up euphemisms. That's so weird. Well, maybe he was talking about weed. No, he was not. Coal smoking? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, meaning fellatio. Yeah, but... Okay. Okay. So, okay, so that so that was something he literally said on the same time that that was the debate in the, like, 2004 election was whether or not... Um, was it 2004? Or 2005, whatever the year was. Yeah, it was in 2004. Was gay marriage was a huge part of that um, that election cycle. I miss, I miss that. Event. You were too young. You were yeah, too young then. I mean... Go around and say stuff like that. Oh, my God, it was wild. And... That's my America. Yeah. Where are you going? I'm going to turn off the lights. Why? We're already started. The, it's just going to look nicer. Okay. Great. Okay. Should I start some slow music underneath us, too? Let's turn on Slow Love by Prince. Yeah. Oh, my God. I love that song. Great song. That's a good one. But here's the thing. This is not fair to my dad at all. I've never told him any of this. He probably doesn't remember that it happened. But I think about it all day for years now. And maybe if I had known at 13 that I was going to very happily marry a, a woman, a genetic female, maybe I would have recognized those statements differently. But that's not what happened. And it's really, really hard for me because I love my dad. I am always wishing for that relationship to be something it's never been. Uh, I know he feels the same way about his relationship with his father. It's no one's fault. You improve on what you have. You improve on what you have when you get here. And some of us start with more than others. My dad certainly made sure that I started with way more in my journey as an adult than he did. It's totally traceable. I can trace my success back to my earliest opportunities and like upgrades in our life as, you know, my parents um, made decisions to give us access to the best education and to, you know, then later literally fund that. For me, I mean, writing checks for thousands of dollars every semester to supplement my tuition expenses, uh, which we were doing very, very cheaply. And that was, you know, not a, not a little bit of money to them at any point, much less then. Um, you know, I, th I don't understand. I don't understand men who fathers who don't raise their kids as devout Christians, but also have a problem with being gay, because I think that's with my dad, the only conflict. He's it's so in, interesting. Well, the only conflict he, he is in is a religious one. I don't think... I don't he, think yeah, he interprets um, a mandate from the scripture for right. for for that argument, and then it's hard for him to know how to rationalize that with other people who don't subscribe to that same doctrine on the outside. But, I mean, truly and honestly, if he didn't believe that, I don't think he would have a problem with people being gay. But the, what's weird is there are so many fathers who don't care about... Christianity, they don't care about God, but they still have a huge prejudice. Yeah, because it's also like societal, right? And because yeah. so much of the framework of society and our whatever subconscious class system we kind of live in, uh, which is natural, it's not a good or bad thing, um, but that's sort of the um, the variable, right? That's that's a big part of the the thing. It was actually really shocking, you know, when I found out that that wasn't Dick Cheney's reaction. We talk about Dick Cheney like he's the devil, but it, wasn't that weird? Did you see that movie, saw the movie. with Christian Bale? And he was Christian really Bale. sweet about it. He was cool. That's crazy. And because I remember that at the time, I remember thinking, what is going on? You know, Bush is really sticking to his guns. This is 2004, 2005 on the gay marriage thing. And Cheney's daughter is a lesbian, but apparently he was sweet to her about it. But then 
It obviously was not on his radar, I guess. He had a m much different agenda, as we've learned. That was a crazy movie. We should review that with my brother. My brother's a really into movie um, guy, and so I think that would be a, a great one for the old. He's not on this list. Who? Of, of yeah, that's a good point. We should add him to the list of guests. Sorry, I'm referring to my notes from my iPad here. And so part of the reason I wanted to bring that stuff up, my dad will probably never hear this. Um, and if he does, I'm sorry. You know, I mean, that's, I'm not trying to, like, out anybody or any dirty laundry, but I just realized it was something that is really important for me to talk about. And I had a, because a, a, to get it out of the way. It'd be funny if it's just like. I'm hoping this is late enough in the episode that maybe it doesn't pop onto his radar. And because it's, because here's the thing. I mean, I, because I, I, I wanted to, I try to write something every week that I think people need to hear in their life right now. That's the point of doing the show weekly is that we can have topical kind of um, uh, conversations. And, uh, I think forgiveness is such an important thing, n not just in our normal journey. Like, I have to forgive my dad every time I choose to communicate with him. And I do because that relationship is so important to me because I know that there's love in there. There's just a lot of other obstacles. and uh, But we don't necessarily understand each other um, the way that, you know, we, we would, I guess, if we were more similar uh, ideologically, obviously. And my family's given me so much. And it's, it's, I'm really lucky to have the time and the energy. And like we, I was making fun of you for before, the vocabulary to uh, articulate these things. I have the, the privilege to even recognize that, oh, maybe this is a problem. You know, I've been off of, uh, I kind of gave up alcohol when COVID started. Um, and that's been really helpful for this process. I think, you know, that was definitely a part of um, some of the demons that I was trying to, you know, kind of mask when, you know, I would abuse alcohol previously. Um, it's not a journey that's over for anybody. Um, but I don't think people acknowledge that, um, everybody has something like that they're carrying with them every day that's historical and, and long-term pre-COVID that they have to wrestle with. And some people never get over those things. Some of the people that, um, uh, that are literally, you know, waddling around um, totally strung out on heroin in McDonald's parking lot, they're trying to get away from some of that stuff. And yeah. and they're not doing it in a way that they can even really have a home to do their own heroin in. You know what I mean? So I'm really lucky that I get to sit down and talk about um, that stuff that's that's really struggling, um, that's that I really struggle with. But that doesn't mean it's not real. And I don't think people are giving themselves enough um, I read a, a headline today, uh, not today, this week, though, that said, forgive yourself for pre previously settling for less than you deserve. You know, uh, I thought all I had to do was forgive my dad for saying that one thing that one time. And just it just had that effect on me that was, you know, that no one really knew about. But I think about it every day. And uh, I have to forgive myself for not being more vocal about being upset about that sooner. Maybe I didn't take it seriously. Maybe I wasn't ready to talk about it. So I kind of discarded it. Um, so I have to forgive myself for that. I also have to forgive the environment that, you know, that my parents started in. And, you know, they, they've come such a long way and, and been so much more successful than they should have been knowing where how kind of 
competitive their their upbringing was. But I don't think people are doing that to themselves enough. I don't think people are forgiving themselves enough. Forgiveness is huge right now. We need to have grace and patience and forgiveness because we are all struggling with that shit that we all have and carry around anyway. And then you put COVID on top of it and people are out thousands of dollars in income and uh, sales revenue or whatever you're experiencing with, with the pandemic right now. And I don't think people acknowledge that their pain is real. And it, I think that's important. I think they have to acknowledge it. If, if you feel it, it's real. Whether or not you feel like it's as important as somebody else's experience is not really, in, it doesn't really matter. That doesn't make you feel any better. And if you feel better, I think you're a more productive person. Like it's good to feel better. Yeah, I definitely see the product of your therapy a lot. I see. Yeah, you're, you, you know what? You sound. You the tone of your voice is so compassionate and welcoming right now. When you said that, when you said, yeah. I can definitely see. <laughs> you've been in a lot of fucking therapy, <laughs> you fucking snowflake. Uh, no, no. I can totally. You know what's obvious to me? The obviousness is just undeniable that no, you no. have a friend who's like a counselor. You spent thousands of dollars talking about your feelings, bitch. No, no, no. I mean, I went, you know, there are weeks that go by and I can see that you are relieved after going to therapy. I'm like, you know, that guy might be onto something, you know. That's well, I'm also about. extremely blessed that I can do it. It cost me like... 30 bucks a, a, a pop. I do it every other week. I could probably do it every week. Yeah, but I mean, I think it's worthwhile. I mean, I spend $30 a week on other things. I also spend $30 a week on, apparently, <laughs> Diet Coke. <laughs> Motherfucking it's Diet Coke. Did we just do that? <laughs> Did we just bring the Diet Coke back? <laughs> Holy fuck. I just want to tell people that their pain is real and get a Diet Coke. And, uh, Joe, this is important for you, too, I think. This, this last bit I wrote here that don't task yourself with figuring out the future all at once. You want to know what I talked about in therapy this week? That was it, really, was I don't have to decide what I'm going to do in April <sighs> in regards to anything because it's not here yet. Whether in regards to my career, um, things I want to accomplish around my home, things I want to do in all sorts of I can't make those decisions until they're available to be made. So we need to give ourselves permission to defer those until they happen. Give yourself permission to, Joe, you don't have to really know right now what you're going to be doing in this time next year. Because that's not how your cycle works. That is a thing for me. It's not yet, because you have to worry about next semester. And then yeah. in the middle of next semester, the fall semester will come up for you to make those decisions. Don't put that pressure on yourself right now. Yeah. Especially the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. We're on Skanksgiving time right now, honey. It's 1 p.m. Some people are still at work. As we're recording this, they're going to go out tonight and they're going to get good and liquored up. They're going to wake up and they're going to smoke a bong. Or they're going to have a pot. And then they're going to go eat mashed potatoes and share sodas with their grandmother. Smoke pipe. It's good. They're going to they're gonna roast a hog in the ground because of the pilgrims. And then they're all going to share one Diet Coke. And they're all going to get COVID from the communal vat of Thanksgiving Diet Coke. The drum. Jesus Christ. I feel better. I feel like a dark demon blanket has been lifted off of my shoulders. 
Um, Bandcamp is waiving their share on Friday, Black Friday. So if you want to buy any original music by Jacob V or Too Deep, you can find us there. There's also an EP I put out with my friends Battlestag back in the day. You can find that on Bandcamp. If you do that on Black Friday, that's um, uh, all of the artists' money, not the Bandcamp's money, and they're being so sweet and being generous this holiday season. So feel free to see us there. We have a live album. Uh, the performance is on our YouTube channel. Uh, and the album is everywhere you find uh, music online, Amazon, Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, Deezer, Dozer. We also have original music on those platforms that is, uh, uh, you know, studio uh, quality. Follow Jacob V on your favorite Spotify platform. Please, please, please like, share, subscribe. You guys are really doing great. Our analytics are crazy. It doesn't make sense that you're here uh, again, but uh, we really, really appreciate it. And it's, it's really helping my life and hopefully um, you can let it help yours a little bit. I'm gonna go uh, make Joe clean up my house because I'm having my in-laws over. Battles gang.